Welcome everyone to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple and Spotify podcasts. Today I'm chatting with Connie Radovanovic. She has been married to her husband, Rod, for 46 years. Connie holds a bachelor's, two master's degrees, one in history and one in library science, and a Ph.D. in European history. She has taught at the University of Alabama and IUPUI. To top all this off, she was director of Little Seeds Preschool here in Columbus, Indiana, 39 years. We'll be right back with the chat. Today, I'm chatting with Connie Radovanovic. She has been married to her husband, Rod, 46 years. Connie holds a bachelor's degree and two master's degrees, one in history and one in library science, and a Ph.D. in European history. She has taught at the University of Alabama and IUPUI. To top all this off, she was director of Little Seeds Preschool here in Columbus, Indiana for 39 years. Welcome to the chat, Connie. Good morning, everyone. It's a blessing to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, Connie. Thank you, Nida. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I know you didn't want me to talk about your, your degrees, <laughs> but I had to do that. So we'll just set that aside and let you go ahead and tell us about your family. Uh, yes, let's please set all those degrees aside. <laughs> uh, my family, I grew up in Louisiana on a big farm, a cattle and cotton farm. There were six of us girls and one boy. And this was the time before all the conveniences. So we were all taught to work and to work hard. My sister says that that's one reason we all went to college. We were trying to get away from the cotton patch. <laughs> but um, that my older sisters, that there was a, a big space between my older sisters and me and my brother. And uh, my mother was a really strong believer and uh, held us all together, a very fervent prayer warrior. Her persevering was an example for all of us. I'm sure. We had a tragedy early in our family. I lost a big sister to a farming accident. Well, I'm sure it affected all of us. And back then, you didn't go through grief counseling. You just kind of dealt with it on your own. And for a little child to deal with it, it was quite traumatic. So I'm sure I have some effects of that sure. still with me. Will you tell us a little bit about your work? Well, my work with Little Seeds. That would be good. Yeah. Well, I started Little Seeds in 1983 because I wanted to be with my children. I had our daughter in a preschool, but I wasn't pleased, and there were several other people who weren't pleased with the program. We got together one summer, and they said, oh, Connie, you can do this. You have the education background. So I started it, and uh, then I got her through the preschool, and then our son came through, and I was supposed to quit. <laughs> but uh, God had other plans. It was so fulfilling and um, rewarding for me. I couldn't stop it, so I kept going mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until the year of COVID. That's when I stepped out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
That's a good long time. Yes. You touched a lot of lives in that amount of time. And I have been so blessed with the students that I've taught. My. Mm. Yeah. What is your relationship with Jesus like today? Will you give us your testimony? Well, my relationship with my best friend uh, is intimate. It's personal. I communicate with him daily, many times during the day. I wouldn't be here today were it not for him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what age you were? When well, you- I, I think I always knew. <laughs> I don't mean to be prideful, but I always knew about God and Jesus because our family was so immersed in it and mm-hmm. and that was that was our uh, that was our main activity church mm-hmm. god gave me a good mind and i i was pretty quick with m- remembering things and i entered some bible contest and won and you know i could really tell all the stories and all the details but then i really became to know him uh when i was uh, in high school but prior to that when i was a small child my dad was not a christian and I had a deep burden for him, and he drank a lot. In our church, they would ask, if you have a burden for someone, come to the altar and pray. And I don't remember this, but my sisters tell me that I would even go up there when I was four and five and six mm. and pray for my dad. And uh, he was saved uh, when I was in high school, and uh, we were baptized together. Wonderful, yes. wonderful. Yeah. Do you have a passion? What happens is that once we accept Christ, he normally puts something of interest, something we really enjoy doing. Has he done that in your life? Yes, he has. And it would be the, to be a, an example and a light for my husband and for my children and for all the little seeds that I've taught. That's been my passion. What a wonderful passion that mm-hmm. is, too. Yes. To plant those seeds early. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, where did that title come from? In the from? first class, we didn't know what we wanted to be called, so I sent a note home with the children to, for them to discuss it with their parents. And one of the parents and the child, uh, a little Chinese girl, mm. uh, suggested this title, Little Seeds. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so fitting. Yes, yes. For what you were doing. Because we're planting seeds. Well, can you tell us a couple of areas in your life where God is working with you to make you more like Him? He has pursued me continually Uh, in graduate school. uh, That's why I love that song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, because there's a phrase in there that says, prone to wonder. Mm. And I was prone to wonder then. But he is working right now in, in getting me to trust more, to uh, obey, and to be more sensitive to his spirit and seeing the need of other people to act promptly when I feel that spirit. Mm-hmm. Are you learning pretty good? Well, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> the chat has a theme song that talks about stepping out of the boat. And that's what God wants us to do in life. He has times when he wants us to step out of the boat and rely on faith in him to work. When in your life has he done that? Well, I would have to say, uh, I have real two good examples. Uh, I would say my marriage was one because we are unequally yoked. My husband was raised uh, in old Yugoslavia under the communists. He's filled with a lot of science and 
secularism. But I had an example of my mother. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite scriptures is the fervent prayer of a righteous mm-hmm. man availeth much. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy in our church that when he recruits for the marriage retreats, he says, when the bride darts down the aisle, she sees the aisle, she sees the altar, and she sees you. So when I married, I thought, I'll alter rod. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always coincide with God's plan. Mm-hmm. So I have had to learn to rely on him to speak to Rod and to to be the wife I should be before him and for the children to be the children they should be and to shine his light mm-hmm. to him. The other incident of me stepping out of the boat was when I started Little Seeds because I had no training. Mm-hmm. I didn't like little children because I had to raised my nieces and nephews mm. and they were that they were that was a challenge for a 12 year old mm. and uh, i thought well I, I can't do this and i said god you'll have to equip me and he did mm-hmm. yeah but what a step of faith like yes, you're saying yes. that was especially yes. when you yes. didn't like little kids yes, to yes. With. and you know you, you need to know what you're doing you need to have those courses in, in early childhood and uh, child development. Mm-hmm. Just liking to be with kids is half the battle. Isn't that's it? right. That's right. And seeing their value. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have certainly got to see that in the 39 years you yes. were there. Yes. I'd like to talk about your prayer life now. Do you have a special place that you go to to pray each day? Oh, yes. I have a special room, and that's the only thing in that room. My son's single bed, but we don't use that. I have a desk and a library, and I have a prayer wall, and I have lots of pictures of um, the kids that I've taught up there, so I'll remember to pray for them. And I start early. I'm an early riser, and I uh, I get up there, and I start with with just being quiet. And then I sing some of those old hymns Mm. in preparation, and then I go to my uh, devotional reading, then I pray afterwards. It's included in that listening? Oh, yes. A part of Yes. I sit quietly, and that's been a struggle, because that's that's hard to do, just to sit. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to read a scripture and then sit and and meditate on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Will you tell us what it's like for you to go from morning Till night, what's your prayer life during all during the day? Will you start us out and tell us starting with early morning? Do you pray before you get out of bed? I do. I thank God for the new day and that I'm able to get out of bed without help, all the, all our many blessings. And But then when I go to my room upstairs, I go through the, the things that I've mentioned. But during the day... I recall people that have requested prayer for me, and I pray for them. Or even like driving into town today, I remembered several of my little seeds who were off in college for the first Uh time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's such a challenge for them, and I prayed for them. So it's, it's continually through the day when it, when someone comes to mind. And then I'll get a text from a friend and say, we need prayer for this person right now. Mm -hmm. And I stop and pray. And then I have in the evening, I always go back upstairs and I do a kind of a gratitude prayer mm-hmm. to end mm-hmm. the day. 
when you disappear in the evening time to go up to that room. Do you think Rod knows where you are? Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, he hears the music. Oh. Yeah. And he's come such a long way. I raised the children in the church, and they're both strong Christians. He always says we need to pray at meals. Hmm. When we have some crisis in the neighborhood or with friends, he'll remind me. He says, you you need to be praying for them. Mm. So you can see the impact oh, yeah. of your just living That's right. the yeah, life before yeah, him yeah. that it's making. Yeah. Will you explain what your specific prayers are that you pray for yourself? We all pray for ourselves during the day. What are some of the things that you pray for yourself about. I pray that I will get self out of the way, the I, <laughs> and, uh, and, and actually really depend on Jesus and exalt and glorify him. Mm-hmm. I pray for obedience, and I pray for trust. Some real essentials to the uh-huh. walk of faith, uh-huh. isn't it? Mm-hmm. If God could answer two prayers for you, what would those two prayers be? Well, the first one would be for my husband to come to know Jesus Christ and for my grandchildren to learn to get to know him early in life and to dedicate their lives to him. To mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I didn't ask you this. How many grandkids do you I have? I have four. I have four under nine. Yeah, they're, they're all young. Uh, young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Has God ever disappointed you? I don't know if it's been disappointment, but, you know, we all ask, why isn't he answering my prayer? Mm-hmm. I've been asking this for years, and I don't see any results. <laughs> so, uh, that, you know, that's I think that's just a common, a common reaction to him not answering. Why? Right. Why? Right. Why he doesn't? Sure, yeah. sure. Well, Connie, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting today with, with Connie Radadonovic. We were just talking about her prayer life. Now I'd like to get into blessings, Connie. What are two of the greatest blessings that God has bestowed on you? Now, everyone normally thinks of their family first, which is great. What are some other blessings? Well, I, my greatest blessing is just knowing Jesus Christ and how he rescued me, picked me up out of that Mary clay and that pit and gave me a, a new life and just put a song in my heart mm-hmm. and praise on my lips. It can't be compared to anything else. But I'm also thankful for the way he's blessed me and my work with children mm-hmm. and all the children that I've had in my path. That's been a great place. And then, of course, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for my family. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the children at Little Seeds. Just the fact that, isn't that a blessing? Oh. You were just saying, a blessing to have an impact mm-hmm. on that many mm-hmm. young lives. Mm-hmm. They brought me so much joy and fulfillment. I mean, mm-hmm. And to think you used to not like kids. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into devotions now, Connie. Tell us about some of your favorite devotion times. Do you use books? Just tell us about devotions. Well, right now, my my favorite devotional, but that changes the book I use is 
New Morning Mercies by Tripp. And I like that because it, it's so practical and there's such good uh, follow-up uh, scriptures to give, give more meaning to the devotional. Uh-huh. I sometimes go to Jonathan Kahn's The Book of Mysteries mm-hmm. because with a history background, he gives so much of the Jewish history in that. I just like to sometimes meditate on that. And he has a wonderful way of presenting it. Will you tell us, during your devotion time, what it consists of? Do you sing? Do you read scripture? What? Just tell us about that. I sing, and I, I sing all those old hymns, because that's, that, that's the ones I grew up with. Sure. Read scripture, and I try, as you mentioned, I try to stop and listen while I'm reading. Do you pray during your devotion oh, oh, time? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I don't leave that room unless I've prayed. I'm curious now. What of all the Ten Commandments, which one is the hardest for you to keep? I guess the the first one, that love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. You know, it, that's difficult to always put him first. When you think about all those mean people out there, <laughs> not everyone's easy to, to, to love. Yeah. But he's telling us uh-huh. right there yes. to love them yes. regardless. Yes. So... And to remember, you know, they come from a different frame of reference than I do. Uh, Had not God blessed me as he had, I might have been in the same position. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. In looking at Bible study and what all transpires there, in the Bible, it talks about the nine fruits of the Spirit. As you look over those nine fruits, which one do you rate the lowest in? I rate the lowest in patience. After having kids for 39 years, yes, your patience. I, it's, it's the patience with people in the family. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Still working on that one. Sure, sure. What about the highest? Which one do you think you rate the highest in? Well, I, prob- I hope I, I rate the highest in faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a fruit of the spirit, generosity. But mm-hmm. I, I really, I really try to be generous mm-hmm. yeah. in everything, because my mom always said, "You can't outgive God." <laughs> Though we may try, we can't, can uh, we? No, no, we never, never will. Do you have a favorite Bible verse for your life? Well, I have several. The one uh, that I'm that I mentioned about fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I think that's in James. Mm-hmm. And then the one there's one in John one that says, "There was the true light which lighteth every man that comes into the world." And I pray that for Rod, mm. the true light that that it's there. Mm-hmm. I pray that God expands it. How has God used one of these two verses in your life as you look back over your life? It's given me hope. That's the main thing. I have hope because of these scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important uh-huh. in our faith walk, uh-huh. isn't it, to have mm-hmm. hope? 
what book of the Bible are you reading now? Is there a certain one that, you know, some people take the Bible and skip around different books. What about you? I'm not right now, but I, we just finished that Divided Kingdom in BSF, so we read lots of books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we've started John in BSF now. Our sermon series at church, I follow all those scriptures. My scripture reading is pretty filled. I'm not studying a book per se mm-hmm. right now. Can you tell us two of your favorite biblical accounts? One of my favorites is Abraham and Isaac because of the way Abraham obeyed and submitted Mm -hmm. and laid it all out before God, and that's what we have to do. How has God used that? We just have so many things in our lives that we cannot cannot handle and problems we cannot solve. Mm-hmm. So we we just need to lay them all at his feet. Don't you find that in our walk with Christ and looking at different accounts in the Bible and seeing how certain ones apply to our lives? Some may not be much, but some and how they speak to our hearts. Yes. And there was a good book. It's called When I Lay My Isaac Down. Uh-huh. I read that years ago, but that's one of my favorite books. But I've gained a lot from just just from that surrendering. Mm-hmm. And my other favorite Bible story is the prodigal son. And not that I have been prodigal, but I tend more to be the older sibling. Uh-huh. Growing up in a family with the many kids, with many siblings, I've been critical mm-hmm. of the favoritism that mm-hmm. my parents showed. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. I've had to deal with that. That's it whenever there are several members in your family. You have several siblings. You know, there are 10 kids in my family, and you're from a large family as well. Just the fact that sometimes we do think certain ones get shown a little more favoritism, and we do become that big brother in that. And we can harbor that bitterness, and that that is so poisonous. Mm -hmm. That is a human nature You know, quick carnal Uh thing for us that we do. We just automatically get upset with that. We don't want to be treated unfairly. Two of your favorite women in Scripture. Well, um, I like Esther Mm -hmm. and Ruth because of their, the way they surrendered to their calling Mm -hmm. and were willing to be used by God. I like the Martha that's Mary's sister. Uh, but I like Mary because I tend to be, I, I don't sit, I don't, I don't rest enough and enjoy the presence of the Lord enough. Mm-hmm. But I like Martha because she was one of the first who really uh, recognized who Jesus was, that he was the resurrection. And she was verbal enough to, to, to speak that, mm-hmm. to be brave enough mm-hmm. to come out. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, that's a, that's a common example that a lot of women use, Mary and Mar- Martha, yeah. because we normally fit in one group or the yeah, other, don't right. we? We're, we're either taking charge and want things done, or we're sitting around and we think they're, you know, not doing anything. I enjoy, you know, talking about favorite women in Scripture. So good to hear about the ones you have oh, just chosen. Yes. Well, it's time for another break, Connie. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping 
We're back with the chat, and I'm speaking with Connie Radadonovic, and we have just spoken about favorite women in Scripture, and now we're ready to move on to mentoring, Connie. This is a subject that we women are especially interested in because we look to other women to teach us, and we look to other women, though we many times don't want to think about, but the fact that we are mentors to other women as well. Have you had a mentor in your life? Talk to us about mentors in your life. Well, I've had lots of mentors, and they started really early. I can remember so vividly my Sunday school teachers and how caring and loving they were to me. They they were interested in me being founded in the faith and being nurtured by by them. And they were selfless, and they didn't have many resources to serve, but they served. It'd be such a good example. I had several elementary school teachers. In fact, I just heard from my fourth grade teacher. Wow. You know, those people, they're responsible for bringing me to this point. Of course, my mother was a mentor, and I had an older sister who was a great mentor, uh, she was 17 or 18 years older than me. And so in many ways, she was like a mother because my mother had other younger children and had, you can imagine, the responsibilities of the family and the farm and everything. And uh, I just had a special relationship with that sister, and she was so spiritual. And I could tell her anything, and she would come right along beside me. And that, that was so important. And, and understand where I was coming from. And then when I started Little Seeds, I had uh, two women uh, that were very helpful and mentored me because they both had young children education backgrounds. They were a big help. Could offer advice and in such a way could I would take it. That's really a key to tell someone what to do, but to do it in such a way you want to do it. And then I uh, I've had some really dear friends who have mentored me, and they still do. Mm-hmm. They hold me accountable, mm-hmm. and that that is so important. And I can discuss and tell them anything, and in in a crisis, they will come to my house in the middle of the night and listen to me and pray with me. As far as me mentoring, I, I have mentored, um, I think, quite a number of, of people, probably the um Largest group has been the Little Seeds moms, Mm. because when I started Little Seeds, I wanted to make it like a family. I wanted those parents to feel so much a part of the school that they just felt a real connectedness. I have mentored them individually and privately, just just meeting with them and and discussing some of their struggles. Uh, I have recommended books, and we've gone through books together. Uh, particularly that book, uh, Lord, Calm My Anxious Heart, mm-hmm. because parenting is, is hard, mm-hmm. and you can get it, really get caught up in worrying and fretting. You're missing out on the joy with the children when you do that. And then uh, I've mentored some high school young adults because of their, some of their particular struggles in uh, dating and the social realm. I've met with them uh, periodically, and we've prayed and talked and I've listened. It sounds like you've been very intentional in your life to make sure 
mostly those who are younger than you, got what they needed in order to live a successful yes. life yes. outside of the church and in the church yes. as well. Yes. But yes. as I hear you talk, you were planning. This was things that were accomplished because this needs to be done or this needs to be done with that one that will make an impact mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So that's good to hear because normally as women, we are not as intentional about that as maybe we should be. And I think part of the reason is that we might feel a little inferior or that we don't have anyone to help or mm-hmm. to mentor anyone in any particular area. And so as that's a woman thing, I think. So when we see someone like you who is very capable to actually intend to take time for a number of others through the years to make sure you, you could prepare them as much as you possibly could. Uh-huh. Well, and you know, the, the, you mentioned the time. That is so crucial to uh, have the time and to take the time mm-hmm. to to get to know them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to come, come to them into their struggle and understand their struggle. And that... That takes lots of listening, and it takes time. And you can't do it unless you do, because no one is going to listen to you if they can't relate to you, Uh if they can't see that you are a human being who needs to know these things mm -hmm. as well. Don't you think? Yes. I'd like to get into struggles now with you, Connie. We all go through struggles, men, women, Children, all of us go through struggles. What are some times in your life where you were in struggling situations? I think marriage is a struggle, although it it, it doesn't um, usually it doesn't start out that way. But my husband and I were older, and we were set in our ways, mm-hmm. and that requires even more patience and understanding. It's a long process. To, to honor and to respect each other and to, to work together as a team, mm-hmm. pull together. And then the other struggle was just raising the children in the church alone. We had some intense discussions about whether I should do this. My husband and I did. Mm-hmm. And he consented. And he's, I think he's, he's grateful that he did because he sees the life they live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the other struggle is I'm very organized and scheduled. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not all, always good. But it's not always bad either. <laughs> I need to slow down and and enjoy the moment. Are there any scriptures during any struggles in your life that God has brought to mind that would encourage you and help you? I'll be not anxious about anything, mm-hmm. but in everything with thanksgiving. Present your request mm-hmm. to God. That yes. one you can use about any time, yeah. can't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Has there been a song in particular that God has brought to your mind or to your heart at certain times in your life that has been encouraging or a song that you think may be encouraging to each of the chat listeners? Well, I had so many, I had trouble deciding. Uh, the one I chose was the merciful Jesus, Savior. 
wonderful, merciful Savior. Savior, yes. Let's listen to the song Connie has chosen. Wonderful, merciful Savior. song isn't that connie so good rescues the souls of men yes yes and Mm -hmm. we all need rescuing Mm -hmm. we know that i'd like to give you a couple of minutes to talk 
to our listeners today. Is there anything God has laid on your heart that he thinks maybe some others need to hear about? What I'm going to say is mainly to mothers. There's no vocation comparable to motherhood. And I would just encourage all mothers, even even mothers who have um whose kids have left, they have an empty nest. To take the time every day to spend time with Jesus and to be grateful for this moment, this moment in time, the day passes through our hands like sand. Enjoy those simple things like a child's laughter a child running barefoot in the grass, uh, their spontaneity, their comments. Just cherish all those things and hide them in your heart and remember them and slow down and enjoy God's blessings and presence every day. Just think what happens if we don't do that. What's the result, do you think, today of parents not taking the time? We become overscheduled. We become frantic. We worry. We fret. We try to keep up with the Joneses. And we're missing out with those children. What does that do to a child? He's devalued. Mm -hmm. He doesn't cherish his relationship with his parents or his, his siblings or he, he he's really being deprived of his childhood mm-hmm. when he's overscheduled. That's it. When we don't take time, uh-huh. we're talking about growing up with several siblings in the home, is that there's not a lot of time to take individual time. But just our parents taking some time, mm-hmm. they may be playing or doing something with two or three or four of us. But at least sometime during the day, we get to have some time, that one-on-one time. Yes, and, and with the, the way you teach your child, that, that gives you a, a one-on-one time with them. And they, they, can learn, they can learn chores really early. Yeah, that, as, as you think back on your uh-huh, life uh-huh. and growing up in a farming uh-huh, home yes. and all the chores that you had to do back then, you probably didn't appreciate doing them. But as you got older, I'm sure you saw the impact that that made. Words well spoken about parents taking time for their children because they are. They're depriving their children of things that they need, Mm -hmm. actually need Mm -hmm. in life during those, even if it's just a few minutes to do that. Well, Connie, will you pray with us? Yes, I will. Oh, most gracious, kind, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this opportunity to speak and for others to hear about our faith walk. I just pray, dear Heavenly Father, that the words I said were really your words and that they will, they will be taken to heart and that these listeners will draw closer and closer to you and know that they can depend on you for everything, that you are faithful, you are loving, you're forgiving, 
You understand all their problems, and I just pray that they will come to you and express their desires to know you better and to follow you more closely. Just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Well, after spending a few minutes with you, I see what a light (laughs) you are to so many people. Do you realize that, Connie? (laughs) You're, probably not, Nada. You're too, you're too kind. <laughs> no, I, no. I, I see a lot, and I see how active you are in the community, but your light is constantly on for Jesus. Yes. And that's important for all of us to be aware of. Our lights should be shining mm-hmm. for Jesus. And only Him. Lift Him high. That is our job today, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your walk of faith with us. And uh, I just can't wait to hear from you again. Thank you, Nada, for having me. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior.